Sir, pressure, what's Hey, nigga, you ain't shot shit. Talking, pressure, what's Hey, clips, nigga, you ain't. Oh, you done going and got all them guns and you ain't killed nobody yet. Hey. How many times you shot that motherfucker? Hey. Ain't nobody popped up dead. Hey. Thought y'all niggas murdered. Shit, shit, shit. Tuck it, bust it, pop it, tag, nigga. You ain't pop shit. Tuck it, butter, hunter, butter, nigga. You ain't pop shit. How you tuck down clip, nigga? You ain't. Welcome to a new episode of Raw. I'm Myra. I'm Princess. Want to say, um, we miss you, Cheyenne. I know you're MIA tonight for tonight's episode. So, you know, I know you're working busy, working hard, making that money. <laughs> Don't try to slap nobody when you're stressed out. So, um, follow our co-host at underscore Jamaica at, what's his up block? Oh, Jamaica's son. Yeah, Jamaica's underscore son. He gonna kill us, but follow him. As well as follow our Instagram page at underscore raw podcast. All right. So today we have a special guest that will be joining us on the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So today, you know, we're going to be talking about PWIs versus HBCU since that be been a lot of talk, you know, since homecoming season is upon us and, you know, there's a little riffraff. So we do have our special guest, Kelly. And where hey! are you coming from? I am hailing from the lovely city of Memphis, Tennessee, and I attended the Tennessee State University. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. And then we have our DJ Gabe. DJ What's DJ. happening? What's happening? <laughs> uh, on, on the ones and twos. What, <laughs> what school are you representing for? I am representing for UT Austin. Okay. UT, what, Longhorn? Yes, the Longhorn. <laughs> All right, cool. So we are going to pop it off with an icebreaker. Are you guys ready? It's gonna be Let's a, do this. Would you Let's rather? do this. All right. Let's see. Mm-mm-mm. We got a couple good ones. Yeah, there are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this one's a little bit, I guess, more serious. Would you rather be just friends with someone you love or marry someone you hate? Repeat that. All right, so would you rather be just friends with someone you love or marry someone you hate? Just friends friends with someone I I love. I'm not gonna okay. be stuck with nobody forever. That I hate. Yeah. I, yeah, I, forever is a long I time to hate somebody. Vow, serious. Mm-hmm. If I had to hate you, that no, it's just not gonna yeah. work out. Like yeah. we just not even get married. Like what's the point of even getting married? Like right. Like, something happened. He was like, okay, I'm gonna marry you. You know, we wouldn't like it. No. <laughs> Not and then if we just friends and we and I love you like that means I can still do what I want to do like oh it's like a win win have a little and I mean you can always be friends with benefits I'm just Ooh. saying okay so okay. it works out it works out <laughs> all right good answer good answer all right would you rather be stranded on an island alone or with the person you hate the most the person I hate the most 
The person oh, I hate the most. Yeah, really? Oh okay. my God. No, 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 I'm alone. I'm alone. I'm going to be alone. Yeah, I had to think about that. He was like, wait, let me nah. go on my memory bank and think about that real quick. Like, yeah. I like I got, like, the perfect example for it. Like, in high school, me and this girl, we went to high school together. Like, I hated her. Like, hated her. Like, we got to fight and everything in high school. But we end up going to the same college, and we were the only two people from our school, our high school, that went. So, you know, you're a freshman. You don't really know nobody but your roommate. Like, we had to get tight because we were all we knew. Like, it, it worked out. Yeah. I still don't yeah. fuck with her. Once I got my squad, like, she said. <laughs> I stopped fucking with her again, but she was there when I needed her. Oh, my goodness. See, that was like, you were using her. But okay, I respect this. Is, so my question is, is click switching rampant in the HBCU community? Oh, wait, wait, Gabe. Whoa, 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 Let's whoa. Let's not do that, Gabe. Let's whoa, not I'm do just that. asking. You know, you know, HBCU teaches you to be real. So if oh, I see that oh. you're not in that position of my life or where I'm going, yes, I can distance myself from you. Oh, right. Okay. Because okay. we teach you, you know, okay. HBCUs teach you how to be real, not to be fake and phony. Oh, okay. all right. Not, 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 not right now. Okay. Let's say okay. what's good, asking, Gabe. What's good? Question, you know, <laughs> okay, <laughs> Nikki Minaj. <laughs> She's right. She is right. All right. Let's see. Would you rather drown or burn to death? I rather drown. What type of fuck? What type of shit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm take drown. Both of them. Disclaimer. Right. Disclaimer. I need to get these questions out. Hey, they at random. I'm picking at random. <laughs> I'm a statistic. I can't swim. No damn way. So I'm going to take drown. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to drown. I'm going to go take drown. Oh, snap. All right. Let's see. Hmm. This is the last one. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Let's Everybody, disclaimer: Princess picking all these questions, so it's not me. So I mean, it doesn't matter. It's at random. My finger, my finger is rolling. Is the HBCU HBCU person distancing herself from her partner? Is this another? Wow, another HBCU problem. Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay. That's all I'm saying. I'm just gonna point that out. That's all, I'm, and I'm done. That's all I got. That's all I got. All you got. Okay. <laughs> all right. Would you rather see the text your ex wrote about you, or have them see the text you sent about them? The text I sent about them. Hold on. Say it again. Say it one more time. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather see the text messages your ex wrote about you, or have them see the text messages you sent about them? Oh, I'd rather see the text they wrote about me. That's I'd rather I'd about. rather them see the ones I wrote about them because I could care yeah. what he says about me. Okay. I'm with Kelly on that one. Yeah, like, if it's really an ex, you shouldn't care what they say about you. That's true. That's, I would want to know. Just curious. <laughs> but, you know, that once again, that's just being real from an HBCU standpoint. But I'm you just, know okay. what? <laughs> Well, I'm inquisitive. That's what I like to call it. I don't see anything wrong with that. We established that with the previous episode while going to people's phones. So, cool. You love me. All right. So, oh, that was a good job, guys. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. So, kind of getting to the real nitty-gritty, the real topic of PWI, PWI versus HBCU. Um, I guess we, I mean, me and Prince didn't say what school we go to. I I have a mixture of both. I actually went to Warren University. I graduated from there, which is the PWI in Chester, Pennsylvania. And then I went to Lincoln, the first HBCU for grad school. 
Okay. So, um, everybody asked me, because people come to my house like, well, where's your wine degree? In the closet somewhere. Um, but you clearly come to my house, you see my Lincoln degree all plastered up, on Sentinel, everywhere. Like, all you see is Lincoln. And people were like, so you just don't care about Reiner? I mean, well, which one? Which one did you enjoy the most? I enjoy Lincoln. I can say I build better bonds and relationships from Lincoln. I specifically more from Lincoln than I ever did from White. Like White, the only person I always right. speak to from Widener is my best friend, my long sister, and that's about so it. very important people that you met in your life. Yeah, I met your a lot from a PWI. Oh, okay. <laughs> First of all, me and Lindsay has been kind of because Wyatt was our last, last choice yep. of the barrel. Yeah, it ended up so, together. <laughs> we're not going to do that. That was the very last choice of the barrel. So that me Is she listening to this? She's not going to be listening to this. So much. That's crazy. I personally graduated from the University of North Texas, which is a PWI, but you know, the black squad, we always hung together because you know that's what black people do, you know. So, so y'all were a mini HBCU <laughs> click. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, we, we were clicked and we didn't we didn't do too much switching, but you know, you gotta trim your big. circle down as you get older. You're not that's gonna kick true. keep the same circle as you mature and get older. That's, that's, Everybody's that's not on the same level. It's not like you don't like fuck with them no more. It's just the fact that we vibe differently. Like when I see you, right, I'll speak, right, right. but we just vibe. We are just on different paths. Nah, all, all, all jokes aside, I 100% agree. I think no matter what education institution you go to, you're usually your friends from freshman year usually aren't your friends by the time you get to senior year. So Agreed. That's that's universal. Yeah, because everybody, you, you got people who, like, once they get there, they're all about joining a sorority. You got ones who are in student government. Like, it's just different cliques. Or in my case, niggas drop out. They just stop going. Wait, what? <laughs> Now, I mean, that's one thing about an HBCU. The same people you saw your first semester will not be there the second. <laughs> I think that's all over. Yeah. There were so many people I went to Wyden when I was like, hey, how you doing? Then it's like, seeing you like, damn. You right. Going, you you, going. you in the cafeteria. Like, y'all seen Erica? Did she come back? <laughs> but like, no, yeah, Erica did good. Erica did that. But folks, I, folks don't stop getting pregnant in high school, so it happens. You know, life got to go. People got to do what they got to do. So. But I can honestly say, like, I do have friends that attended PWIs, and, like, I promise you, like, they don't get together as much as people that went to an HBCU. Like, we all, like, click tight. Like, if one person have a wedding, we all showing up to that wedding. Like, it, it's just, right. we just, we went through so much together, and, like, I learned so much about myself and my heritage and my culture going to an HBCU right. that I didn't even know that it, it like it just intrigued me and then the professors at an HBCU are mostly ones that attended that HBCU so they understand differently and I learned better like it was I, I love my experience I couldn't go to a PWI my little sister is at the University of Memphis which is a very PWI I know and like, <laughs> he was walking on campus and didn't even know it was homecoming week like, yeah like, how do you walk around campus and not know it's homecoming week? Like, what type of mess? Wow. Wow. Now that's extreme. That's extreme, yeah. But that's just well, how it is. They do homecoming different at PWIs. Oh, they definitely do. We, I'll say this. We didn't have a homecoming up until, what, like, six years ago? 
we had to come together. We had to come together and like create something to have a home. Like we started it directly from scratch, like our class, because we got tired of going to PV and TSU and all our our friends who go to HBCUs. Like you know, we need to have something for ourselves. So we started something. So our hope is to create something that that resembles what we experienced at school. I mean, I guess you could. Like some of us are trying to recreate the homecoming, black HBCU homecoming experience, but for a lot of us, we just want a good homecoming experience, PWI or HBCU. Right. right. Now, I know a tweet been going around and been it's on HBCU grad. Um, the girl, I guess she went to UNCG, um, and she was comparing about you know after you know postgraduate between HBCU and the PWI. Um, based off of that, we're going to ask about, you know, your experience, you know, post-grad, um, mm-hmm. how you guys feel about it. Is it a comparison? Is there, you know, can you compare between one and two, between, you know, depending on what type of institution you graduated from? Basically said, dead ass, if two black women apply for the same healthcare position, one graduating from North Carolina A&T and the other one, UNCG, the UNCG graduate will more than likely receive the job because they went to PWI. I love my people, but we got to think about my future set slash opportunities. Period. I don't know about that because I'm definitely in healthcare and I have more connections in it through an HBCU than a PWI will ever have. Honestly, it's like people don't think that black stuff. people are in these high ranking positions. Like, right. y'all are highly mistaken. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with that. I've met a lot of HBCU uh, black people. I think or black people in like professional positions for sure. I just think like what it is is what it what it really depends on is like what are you trying to do? Right. Because depending on what college what school you went to, because we know like like for example, I know that if our our business school is ranked like top five in the entire country, like if I chose to continue being a professional in the through our alumni base and connecting with other business majors, then, yeah, I can get connected connected with some stuff, but it's more of a choice. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. that, that's, that's something that just works for us, if that's something I was getting into. But I don't know. I, think, I mean, I think, like, just, just if I'm speaking just candidly, like, it's more about the system that that's doing the hiring. That's the problematic part. Like, them choosing to esteem one education over another, that's what the problem is. It's not really, I don't think, Personally speaking, I don't think it's a black person's choice to go to either school is the problem. I think it's the system that we're trying to be a part of that's problematic. Because truth be told, you know, for some of us, shit, if we had a better choice, we would have went to HBCU or if they gave us more money. If they gave <laughs> right. us money. The lack of funding. Because um, I got something to Clark Atlanta and I've seen that uh, uh, tuition. I was like, where my money? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I did, I'm the complete opposite. Like, I, being here in Memphis, Memphis, which is a, predom- a predominantly black city, like, I was like, I'm sick of niggas. Like, I'm ready to go be around some white people. Like, I honestly <laughs> wanted to go to Ole Miss. But right. Ole Miss was sending, like, my paperwork late. TSU was on it. They were just sending it, and TSU was the first one to give me a scholarship. So I was like, let me go ahead and see what Nashville talking about. And I loved it. So it, I, I'm the first generation. So it wasn't like an HBCU was instilled in me. It was just, it was brought to me. And it was yeah. a decision that I'm so glad that I made because it's nothing like it. Like that, that experience is, it taught me to adapt to anything. I, I feel, okay. This is, this is, so going to that, 
how did it teach you to adapt to every you know any and have everything it, have you seen an hbcu I mean, I have, but I have an experience. <laughs> like, so. air conditioner don't work, elevators don't work, I don't want to go like hell, we in the middle of the hood, like, it's ratchet, poking <laughs> shot on campus, like, it just taught you how to adapt, like, you okay. don't need the very nice dorm rooms, or these dorm rooms that look like mansions, you don't need that, I, I need mean, very minimal to survive. That's, you know what, I was gonna say something real shady, like, <laughs> <laughs> But I'm a chill because no, don't say it. If it's on your heart, game, nah, speak it. Look, no, nah, nah, I, I, you know, I, I just feel like the bigger point that I'd rather make <laughs> is, is that you know, like, I mean, truth be told, like, I think like for a lot of us, like, we come from from kind of rough backgrounds, yeah. and they usually give right. us they usually give us scholarships because we know what it is. Like, it's it's money. Like, they they right. they look better. Um, Hold on, y'all. What's happening, y'all? What's up, good? Sorry, I'm, I'm talking on this podcast. Sorry, I'm, 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 I'm at Think Tank. If y'all ever, if y'all live in Dallas, y'all got to come to Think Tank. We love you, Gabe. <laughs> Gabe, you being real, real ethnic right now. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. You, you real, real ethnic right now. He said, what's Look, okay. up, y'all? Sorry. Po- my apologies. Uh, but <laughs> finishing, finishing my point, all I was saying was that, like, I think, like, it is good to be around certain things that are really nicer because what happens is I think it's something that you can kind of see yourself being around. And I don't mean like nicer, like in terms of white people. No, white people right. do not. I will never cape for white people or their institutions in that way. But I will <laughs> say that being around certain things, having having certain resources at your expense, like once you leave a college or once you leave some of those institutions, then you know that's a resource that I can actually use or something that I can actually I should probably attain for myself because it's good for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, see I, see, I see that side, but I mean, just on the other side, like not having all of those resources, it teaches you, it just teaches you to go out there and get it. Like we're more of the, we buckle down, do what we got to do to get through. Whereas right. where everything is provided for you. It's just different. Like, and I have, like, friends that went to PWIs, and they break at the sign of any type of pressure. And my friends who went Ooh. to HBCUs, like, oh, this ain't nothing. <laughs> you, you know, I think, I think, uh, <laughs> I but think it depends like, on the person, too. So. Yes, It definitely depends on the person. But I will say that if you're speaking from the perspective of it's like dealing with it the harder way makes us better people (laughs) i would say i'm gonna disagree i don't want to go into college still struggling right (laughs) if i gotta struggle growing up and then turn around and struggle in college i don't know what i'm paying for (laughs) yeah oh i definitely struggled in college it was the opposite like People say, okay, HBCUs are always in the hood where the case may be. It was the opposite. Yep, you think Jane broke? <laughs> I won't kill Gabe. Sorry, it was I'm the sorry, opposite for was... me. Why there was uh-huh. actually... Gabe, shut up! <laughs> I'm listening. I, I was listening. Sorry. Listening. Why there was actually in the hood of Tuscaloosa, Pennsylvania. Like, smack that you had the hood surrounding Widener. Like, literally, you just had a big old college and then the rest was the hood of, of Widener. When it came to Lincoln, Lincoln was in the, it was in the country part of Lincoln, Pennsylvania. Where you had majority of white people, Amish people, that's basically what it was. So it was the opposite with me. 
where, of course, you ha- you see this big old white institution where nine times ten, they're not, I'm not saying they weren't giving money back to the community, but they weren't doing it as much as Lincoln, if that makes sense. Because where they had the structure at the institution, like I said, it was in the smack that middle of the hood, Chester, Pennsylvania. You go right across the, you go right to the front row houses or go right to the gym, you're in the hood. But for the Lincoln, you in the country. But it's like, it was so much hatred towards Lincoln because, yes, they're in the middle of the country where, you know, nine times ten, they're not too far from Chain University. Which is always who's the first agency used between Chain and Lincoln. And not too far from between Chain and Lincoln, it is an old KKK house. Um, where if you are driving on a dark road to go from Lincoln to Cheney, it's like, okay, let me duck down, be scared. Like, you're in a car, like, you don't know what's going to pop out, you know, on you. So it was different. Like I said, it was a different vibe when it came to my HBCU. Yes, we, I think that's what kind of brought everybody together is the fact that, yes, you're in the middle of the country, not something a small country that's in, that's where Lincoln is at, is 90% racist. So you had to deal with that. Where it came to me being at Widen, you had to learn how to survive. Cause I commuted with Widen because I wasn't paying for their room and board. It was too much. I, I'm going to commute if I live in Philadelphia. I'm only 20 minutes away, so that's what I'm going to do. But commuting back and forth late at night, coming from the library, I had to be mindful that I am one a female, African American female. I don't live on campus. I am traveling back home. And I am coming from a campus and back onto the hood of Chester, Pennsylvania. So mm-hmm. it taught me survival when it comes to PWI. Because like I said, even though I went to PWI, my PWI was in the hood. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Damn. I had to survive on that point where, you know, because we was known for having robberies, people getting stick up at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you had this big old white institution and you go literally one block over, you're in the hood. So, and, see, and that's what's crazy. TSU was the complete opposite. Like, I don't think people understand where TSU sits. It's like, it's in Nashville. And everybody know Nashville is not for African Americans. Like, that right. the whole city is not for us. But we were Listen. directly Listen. across the street from Vanderbilt University, which is the Ivy League of the South. Mm-hmm. And you see, like, these million-dollar homes, million-dollar cars. Like, it's like everything that happened at TSU campus was broadcasted on the news. Like, you had plenty of people, the same issues going on at Vandy, but it never got out. And I think right there by Fish University, one of the, you know, top HBCUs, it's just like, it taught us to stick together. Like, we didn't fool with Vandy. Vandy didn't fool with us. (laughs) Like, and I think that's kind of like the same feel that y'all got with a PWI. Like, the African-Americans, y'all clicked tight, just like we did. With yeah. this university, it's a whole nother university, but we clicked tight because we knew we were in a city that wasn't for us right. at all. Right. And like constantly getting pulled up, like the police was always at TSU for no reason. Like That's they were just they were looking for things, just looking for things. And like that, in that sense, I can see where y'all come from from PWI it's like look we all we got we gotta stick together mm-hmm. and that's how I was at Lincoln as I said you know we had an incident before I actually graduated from graduate school where the main um sign you know we coming into Lincoln we don't know I don't know they ever figure out who did it but they wrote the n-word on the sign mm-hmm. um they spray painted and everybody knows Lincoln is considered one of the oldest HBCUs just in general for like you know 
bring up, you know, African Americans to, you know, have education, post-secondary education. So to see that now still today or two years ago that we're still despised as an HBCU is ridiculous. Like I said, you know, because then you go to a PWI, yeah, you had the ones that clicked together, but then what kind of frustrated me at Warren is the ones that you had the African Americans who work instead of Oreos. That nice. Oreos? Like a mix? Like yeah, white on the inside, black on the outside. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oreos. Princess, you ain't know that. No, you're basically black and you consider yourself white on the inside. Like, you could not tell this girl, and she was no offense, she was very dark skinned, very, very dark skinned. Couldn't tell her she was she was any part African American at all. She was a cheerleader on Wyoming University cheerleaders. Um, she was hanging out with them. She was hanging right <laughs> all the white kids, always on front row, had the weave in her hair. And we like. Her weave was, was pretty bad, bad wasn't apple, it? Her weave though. wasn't typically, good. Typically, we try to stick together. It's not. No, no I'm not saying we didn't stick together, yeah. but just like, you know, when people. Was, it, was talk, her weave bad? Because usually girls like that, they got bad weave. Was it bad? Yeah, they natural. They leave out natural. Their hair silky straight. I was like, I don't know. That's the only thing I can say. No, I don't want to leave out or a wig. I just was confused the whole time. My four years, I was like, I just want to get some water and figure out what I'm going to, you know. Just, little just a little moisture. Control. You know, a little something. A little moisture. A little something. Something, well, you I know. Can, I mean, come, come, coming, from a, coming from a PWI, I've definitely experienced that dealing with black people, not even just sisters, but brothers and sisters who yeah. who who wouldn't necessarily say they're not black, but they'll definitely not identify with anything black culture-ish. Yeah. So, right. yep, that's, that's you're going to see that at a PWI, that's a fact. Right. You're going to see that at an HBCU, too. That's the crazy thing about it. <laughs> I think that's, that's just some people That's in just general, some in like, general, yeah. change how people are, regardless of what institution. But see, I feel like a lot of HBCUs get a bad stigma. Just because, like I said, Warner was my very last bottom of the barrel. Like, I have two sisters, older sisters. One went to Penn State. Of course, you know, she wanted me to go to Penn State, and I was like, I didn't want to be in the cows, the country. Damn, y'all got money. (laughs) My sister got, yeah, she a nurse too, so she had all, you know, that's like 97, 95, so after she got out of college, she was able to get a job type thing. Oh, so she had some money. She had some money stacked up when she got out of college as a nurse. But um, I, she wanted me to go to Penn State. I was like, no, it's not happening. My sister went to Millersville University. It's town country, right? Millersville University, it's it's country. You're in the middle of the the country. Like I just can't. I it just was not happening. Like they told me, oh, go to Penn State, go here, go to here. I applied for Lincoln, Delaware State University. I applied for all the HBCUs. Like I was that rebel. Like I don't want to go where y'all went to. Like I don't want to be. I understand that's your name, but I don't want to follow under y'all. Like I just do not want to be under my sister's name at all. Of course, I got sent to the Lincoln undergrad. Initially, I got to the Lincoln undergrad. I got sent to Delaware State undergrad, Delaware State University. Um, I got sent to a couple other um university. I got sent to uh. Another school in Maryland was HBCU. I got some a couple schools at HBCU, Morgan State as well. So of course I'm like, okay, well, this is where I want to go. These are my four choices. Oh no, you don't want to go to this school because of STD rates. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. Oh, Everybody swear they be knowing the data and rates of shit. That's, that's what bothers me. That was my 
this sister that went to Millersville, like she bashed Lincoln and Morgan to the fullest. I'm like, first of all, you're not from Rome, we're from Philadelphia. So how the hell do you know anything about Morgan State University? STD rates. So it's explained right. to me how, how, how or they're quick to say, oh, they're not accredited. Like, how the hell? No, nah, that'd be factual, sis. <laughs> that'd be factual. No, nah, well, not that, that not where I attended. Like, yeah, some people don't be having they pay, they, they pay for it, right? Grambling, there's some HBCUs. Hold on, now. <laughs> Shots fired. Hold on. Not on Grambling. Hey, Grambling. All I know is my children have no choice. My yeah. children have no choice. You will be attending an HBCU oh, because wow. I feel like our ancestors died for us. Like, the, like I don't think people understand the history. Like, our kids, our ancestors died to let us learn and start these universities. Like, it's just the history. Like, once you learn that history of a school, like it's just hard to get it out of you. And it's just but- like if people are willing to die to make sure that my black butt can go to school like how dare I not attend this HBCU that was created for me to succeed I, well, I agree with that but I, but I definitely think that people died on both sides I think people yeah. died for HBC for, for, for us to have our HBCUs but they also died for us to enter into PWIs to be able I, to. I think I, I just I, I think that like I think that my opinion now that I'm at the perspective that I'm at now, this is where I am now, mm-hmm. but I personally believe that like HBCUs were started some of them by us, some of them by them, but they were started for right. the purpose of educating us. And I think uh-huh. that that is what's best. I think that we should we should take advantage and build up the institutions that were that always accepted us, not the ones who just started to accept us 50 years ago. We shouldn't make just because they better. needed to get their numbers up. Yeah, they need to get their numbers right. So that's we definitely understand that game, which is why, like, I tell people, like, if you have a choice in the matter, like, like you can go to HBCU. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Have your financial aid real, real late. Or that was a little that was a little jab. Sorry. That was a little jab. That was a little jab. It was a joke. But that's not a jab. That is facts. But I tell them, I'm like, I'm like, look, y'all, we like you you can go to an institution that was that always welcomed you. It might not have all the resources and the amenities, but they always welcomed you. So you should never shit on any institution that historically has always supported you versus the institution that you are defending, which didn't give a shit about you maybe 40 years. Well, they actually don't give a shit about you now. Now. They actively, they actively didn't give a shit 30 years ago. They were on, they were outwardly not giving a shit a few years ago. So. Yeah. I just think in this like debate, it's just like you have a lot of people defending PWIs who don't know the history of either or or don't know the history of just the whole institution, you know, in general. And I think that's where it causes a lot of ignorance as one. Like you said, until you know the history of how, like I said, all not all institutes were 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 founded by a lot of black people. We know that. Right. At the same time, a lot of people forget the history of HBC or why we are why they always will accept us compared to saying, okay, well you can't get a job because you went to you went to Gramlin and I went to some you know what's 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 another white school? I went to UCLA. LSU. Okay. Right. Like so it's like what you trying to say because I went to Gramlin or I went to Lincoln, I'm not gonna get a job compared like and I know a lot of people professionally who went to HBCU who are successful now. 
One, I think a lot of people forget the job market is not the same that it was in 97, 98, 99, 2000. We are in a whole different economy that, one, it don't matter what, yeah, you have people that pick and choose a school, but at the same time, we are in an economy and a job market where it's hard to get a job for anybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can have six degrees and still not work. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah, it really, that's, it really that's... don't matter where, but it's about the networking. When you can network, like I can say with an HBCU, like when we had like career days and stuff, like companies wanted to come to HBCUs. They want to come to these schools. Like we had Boeing always there, Lockheed Martin always there. Like, and that it's just that networking space. And I'm not sure I can't speak on a PWI because I don't know how the network really works there. But I do know for HBCU, I mean, there's it's, not it's one time you, you can't call back to Tennessee State and say, hey, I need to speak to Dean such and such. Hey, do you know right. anybody with some opportunities? Like, it's just that whole just you can just call anybody. Right, right, right. I, I'll say this one. I, I, Myra, I disagree with what you were saying earlier as far as like people don't know. I, I think yeah, that I people think. do know. I think I think that we do know <laughs> once we actually learn, especially like in PWIs, but a lot of PWIs, they really, not, not the PWIs, let me not say the PWIs, the black people within these PWIs, the black mm-hmm. professors, a lot of them really strive to help you understand like what's really going on. A lot yeah, of them. Right. Don't get me wrong, care. there are some of them who don't care, but <laughs> there are a few of them, there are a few of them who actually do care and they do let us know what's up. I just think it's it has more to do with the with the 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 I guess like your own internalized beliefs about white people and white institutions because if you don't if you know the history but you still come in there thinking my shit smell better because I went to a PWI then you just but but you but you do know that they didn't they they didn't give a shit about you years right ago and then. that and that's basically what I was trying to say like the people that be on tour like oh my. I'm begging because I went to the PWI. Did you not know about 20 to 30 years ago they didn't care about us? Like, and it, and it kind of bothers me. It's like, like I said, it's like, you know for a fact, when you are on that campus, you know for a fact you getting side out, you getting stared at. You know for a fact, when you are kicked up in Black Student Union meetings or Black Men United, they walk past like, what's going on in here? It's all them Black kids in that room. Because I know for a fact, when I was on a board for Black Student Union, and we used to do our, you know, meetings, we used to have them walk past. <laughs> Especially people that were part of Teak, um, Sigma Sigma, all them, you know, white sororities or fraternities, they used to walk past, walk past, you know, the, the room, and they will pick, the, they'll just, you'll just see them, like, poking their head and like, oh, what's going on in here? Or, excuse me, or when we have our... Now, you know white folks don't like to see more than 10 black people in one room. Nah, I know. More they than get three. scared. <laughs> right. So we we, we plotting to do I some am, shit. I am part of a sorority. Um, when we had our, you know, coming out show for, you know, when I went back up there, they just be looking and circling around going to the cafeteria and it's like, okay. Oh my... Like, you can tell they get kind of nervous. Like, especially they're like not people... Used to that. They're not used to like, oh, what are they doing? But meanwhile, you got Tom, Dick, and Harry running around with diapers and shit, want to be pledging and stuff like that, but they don't get in trouble. It's like, it's just like, it's stuff like that. It's kind of like, that kind of always irritate me when it came to PWI. It's going to PWI, like I said, yes, you had the frat row. Yes, you had the big house. Yes, you had them that were considered legacies where they had the old money and able to be part of houses and stuff like that. Um, But I can say HBCU, when it comes to sororities and fraternities, they treat them like gold. Them in the band. 
No, yeah, yeah, the band exactly. yeah, sure. the band, and that, that, and that's one thing that kind of made me proud. You know, being a Lincoln alumni, like I said, the band, the culture, yes, the sororities. Because like I said we had PWR, we had some hard time as a. First of all, we the only well, we at first we the only black sorority on campus. So, oh. um, Ooh, we were charter and so we were charter in two thousand nine. So we actually was the first black sorority at Widener. And then that's when they started getting more, you know, black sorority. But as the first black sorority, we was the first one at Widener. And it was hard because you had people that, that charter chapter 2009. You know, that caused a lot of shade and stigma. Well, who, you know, they, yeah, they said, and you had a couple white fraternity that loved us. And then the ones that's kind of like, who are y'all? Like Sigma Sigma. Um, we I always got to the girl. It wasn't it wasn't like physical fights, but we all got into debates with them about certain things, about programs, about stuff like that. You had the ones that actually supported us, which was fine, but the one that didn't support us was very obvious. Um, was very obvious. Say, for, up in two thousand nine, Warden was nothing but a white sorority and you know fraternity campus. So yes, you had a lot of African American females go to Sigma Sigma, go to these other you know sororities, and when you ask them why. And their response is like, well, there was no, and it's like, they really didn't have a response. So I'm like, well, did you not know when it came to Sigma Sigma or these other white sororities, if you know the background of them? Wait, are you saying black people join these organizations? Yeah, we had a lot of Hell yeah, my little sister joined just joined the all-white sorority. I can't yeah, think of the name of it. Yeah, we had a lot of white, like, we had about, even at my, like, I'm just thinking, because I, hey, babe, bring me the lighter. I transferred, but even as far as our school, we probably only had maybe one or two like mixed mixed black girls okay. or like what you describe as an Oreo that would join a, a white organization. But I guess it is different because you said you guys were founded or chartered later. Yeah, it was chartered. So we were actually <laughs> We didn't have but, that issue. But yeah, I think well, people that went to a PWI, I do believe that y'all are more prepared to deal with racism in the real world yeah, than us that yeah. went to a HBCU. Right. I, I, I was I can definitely like, second that because what I think what it did was this is one thing I can clearly say I think is better. One of the few things that I can say that's better about a PWI than a HBCU. One thing it does is it proves to you right in front of your face that white people are equal, sometimes even yeah. dumber. Like yes, it's it's like they That's are no smarter, dummies, no brighter, no more intelligent. You're sitting right like, there. You know, if you ever have any internalized belief about black being lesser educated or less <laughs> less intelligent, no, go to a PWI. You will, your mind will change. <laughs> right, because y'all are faced with it every day. Like every day, y'all are faced with it with your professors, the deans. Like every day, to where y'all know how to like said in a nice way and not get fired where me I'm like Becky got one more motherfucking time. <laughs> well see we by, by the time we get a lot of a lot of a lot of us especially uh just generally speaking we end up just starting our own businesses because we you know college right. shows us that you know what if I have to I have to deal with another X amount of years as a career dealing under this system and this was in college then nah I'm good. I mean that's kind of what right. I was thinking. And I, yeah, because you got like six jobs. Yes, <laughs> I do. One thing UT Austin has produced is a man with multiple jobs. I yes. appreciate the institution for that opportunity. I I, I started that, and uh, I've been 
I well, I actually, I didn't come out being an entrepreneur. I was a teacher at first, and then I became an entrepreneur. But oh, fun fact! Right, you know, a little bit. Ain't a teacher. <laughs> I could not. What did you teach? I taught special ed. Oh wow! You're laughing. I cannot teach gay as a teacher, special ed teacher. Why y'all can't teach me? Why y'all can't see me as a teacher? I'm nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm real nice. I'm, 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 he I'm said, decent. "I'm nice." I'm That's the only positive thing. That's all right. I'm nice. I'm just like. <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, hey, you know, I didn't go to HBCU, so I must be a uh, qualified. Anyway, well, I tell you one thing: a PWI didn't teach your ass was to be on time. Oh. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take it. <laughs> take it. Take it. <laughs> I'll take that one. Nah, but okay, oh, but nah, man. but yeah, I was a teacher though. I taught, and then I, I, but I had my other like I started the business that I do now. I started it while I was in college, so oh, and it's good. worked so far. That's good. Very good. Well, I mean, <laughs> I can't stand gay. I can say being a mixture of both, like 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 Kelly said, a PWI definitely told me how to survive racism. Because like I said, it took a lot of patience and a lot of breathing. Because <laughs> some days I was at class like, and I had to realize I wasn't from the hood. Because I'm like, I'm not, I mean, I'm in the hood in, in school, but they're not bringing a hood mentality. Like, all I need to be that one black girl in the class showing off because she can't hold, under, it, hold it together. And that's exactly what they would do. They they will label you. Because if you go off, yeah. you this, they will straight label you. And that's what a lot of people go through. Oh, you get labeled at an HBCU too now. Yeah, we do. Yeah, you guys do. We definitely do. You got the you got, you, yeah, with some labels. Because I've seen that at Lincoln. I was like, okay. Um, oh, okay. So, girl, you you a little too ratchet, girl. You too ratchet, girl. No, Come on, bring no. it down. You ain't got to be a Negro all day. <laughs> like, this, I see some labels. And I, but I, 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 I mean, I can, I can attest to that point, too. I think that, like, that's, that's one of the few benefits. If you're planning on working with white people for the rest of your life or in any kind of uh, occupation or career that you know you're going to be dealing with white people and you're going to be going higher because we know the higher up in a lot of companies – the snower or the, the more snow it is. So, right. The less pigment there yes, is. The less color, the less greenery, the less browns. <laughs> all of that. But I think that that's, that's one of the few benefits of being around the PWI because when stuff happens, like you, you automatically learn how to deal with the stuff right there. Cause you, you like something could, a Trayvon Martin situation can happen and you got to wake up and go to class the next day. Nine times yeah. out of 10, they're not giving you, and you have to learn how to keep a straight face. You have to learn how to, you know what I'm saying? Right. HBCU when they probably we having a full discussion more. about yeah. it in class yeah, at like HBCU. Exactly. Help, you, help you break it down. Help you. You know what I'm saying? Emotionally deal with it. We don't get that. <laughs> and I guess it's it's one of like I said, it's one of those things that's a benefit if you choose to work with those people. Right. All right. So we talked a lot. Um, you guys made good valid points. But if we could just in closing, like what's one thing that you would tell someone or like advice that you would give um when it comes to yeah, colleges. Who's exactly who's applying to colleges? Like whether... okay, that's that's like your future kids. I know Kelly, you said that you, your your kids have no shape of go go to no kids. no choice. No choice. <laughs> But real, that's real. Say you have nieces or nephews, or they say, Hey, because I know my niece is 14, 13. Well, one of them ages, I got two, so I know one is 12 and one is 
14. She's a part of that whole gang, gang, gang. Go ahead, get your question so, now. Um, <laughs> I her age. So get to get to long winded. I know my nieces, they're come one is definitely coming to a point where she it will be applying to colleges in the next year or so. So what will be y'all advice like, you know, future kids, nieces and nephews, or cousins that, you know, even you're like a first generation of college graduate, what would you tell them like for them to not let social media, you know, make oh. a decision? Well, I I have a nephew. He's a football star, and like his dream is to go to Alabama. He wants to go to Alabama. My advice to him is: don't believe the hype of what you see, because to truth be told, and the numbers are there, you can Google it. There have been more successful Black NFL players coming out of HBCUs than there ever been out of PWIs. I heard the same thing. I heard the same thing. And so I I would like to instill, like, in my nephew, like, you don't have to go to Alabama because you go to Alabama, you're in Tuscaloosa, without that number on your back, you still just a nigga. Oh, that's mm-hmm. very true. Where you go to an HBCU, you don't have to worry about that, that type of image. But I would just, my only advice is uh, be prepared to stand in a long financial A-line. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the fried chicken is the bomb on Wednesdays. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I think every HBCU got the same cafeteria menu, like Wednesday yeah, was fried chicken, the, uh, and Fridays is fish and spaghetti. Y'all got the dub on that one. Y'all definitely get the dub on that one. We get the W on that. Y'all get the dub on that one. Y'all usually have black mothers in there whipping up the whipping up the pots. Right. So, you better know it. <laughs> Listen, especially <laughs> homecoming when they had on food trucks, you got the chicken and the macaroni and cheese and grits. What? All right, all right. And I guess my my advice, if he does decide to go to a PWI, like stay true to you, yeah. know your roots, know where you come from, mm-hmm. and don't think you gotta dumb yourself down to be on these less pigment people's level. That's real. I like that. All my right, oh, I was gonna say my my advice to anyone who is like they're looking for you said first generation, right? Or any, in, yeah. any generation. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, or any generation. Uh, I would say first, like, really think about what you want to do. Because either way, they're going to charge you, whether you go PWI, HBCU. If you don't know what you want to do, then you're going to get a, 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 a you're going to be in debt based off of what you don't want to do. And that's not very yeah. smart. So I, right. would, I would actually, I would actually tell young students to wait until they have an understanding of what they want to do, because we see too many of ours, HBCUs and PWIs, going and being there just for the first year. Like we said, we all joked about it, and then gone. They gone the next I year. And now right. They have, right. And now they have, they have they have a small experience, but I guarantee that small experience don't 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 add up to what how their credit is probably going to be damaged. So that's my yeah, first right. thing. And if they go to a community college for about two years until you figure mm-hmm. out what what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, and and also just just thinking about everything like their life. I always say like you got to think about yourself first, your family next, and your community next. Like, you have to think, like, what is best for you first, then your then your family, then your community, because if you think like that, then that'll guide you towards the right institution, whether that be a PWI, HBCU, because we all know that going to any kind of institution doesn't necessarily guarantee you're going to give back to the black community, no matter who, where you mm-hmm. come from. So, if you have that. that in mind, if you have all those things in mind, then you'll choose what's best for all those things. So, I love it. Good job, guys. We really, really appreciate you. Yeah, definitely. If you you guys want to, you know, shout out your social media page, that'd be great. Um, Okay. No matter the platform, we know, Gabe, you have a lot. So, um, 
You could start off Gabe and then go to Kelly and then we close out. For okay. sure. Uh, Let's do this. My uh my social media is Black Spades Media and the Spades is with a Z. So Black Spades Media. Uh full service media company. We do photography, video, DJing, speaker rental. Uh, just about anything event-wise you might need, we can do it. I'm also a part of uh, Think Tank Tuesdays, which is a, a think tank, which is a, a work workspace that we've created for young black professionals to just work on their passions and get started on goals. And also, I'm a part of two other things. I'm going to mention them real quick. Uh, black Canvas also as well. Our, definitely our founder, along with Cameron. Uh, also, <laughs> shout out to our MC, uh, Kev. So yeah, that's a, uh that's the thing we got going second and fourth Thursdays, and then uh, last but not least, uh, I work with Debonair Society, uh, another black-owned promotional group that we do events once a month, mingling over martinis and mingling over mimosas. And that's it. <laughs> All right. See, I told you, you had six jobs. I know. <laughs> got, got to plug all my black, all my black, I love all my black I love Well, I should have won first because I don't have this long <laughs> list, but um. Definitely, you can follow me on Instagram, Kelly with just a Y underscore Ocho. Uh, I'm also on a podcast myself with my brother. It's called The Cocktail Hour. We just get drunk and shit and talk about current events. Um, Drop that link. Make sure you check us out on SoundCloud, Facebook. We're live every Thursday night. It's called The Cocktail Hour. So make sure you listen to that. that's about it. And a shout out to all my HBCUs. I hope everybody's enjoying homecoming season. And that's it. All right. Well, Thank enjoy you. the topic today, the talk. And we definitely will reach out when we need more. So, yeah. And once again, to all our followers, please rate, review, subscribe to us. Um, we are all on all listening platforms. Once again, our IG is underscore at Raw Podcast. You can follow me personally at underscore beautiful with two L's that me with two E's. And you can follow me, Princess, at M-I-S-S Princess W. And until next time, we'll definitely reach out. Bye. Bye. Peace, peace.